This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Hadas Kuznet with Naveen Moyadeen. He's the owner of the Halal Guys in Pennsylvania. And first of all, tell me about the Halal Guys. This has been a really big, when you guys came to Philly, it was a big deal. Tell me a little bit about uh, what it is. So uh, great. I'm gl- so glad to be here. Um, Thank you. The Halal Guys is basically a New York City tradition. It's a food cart that started in New York City in the 1990s by three Egyptian, uh, two brothers and one friend. And they started selling hot dogs off a food cart, just a normal street food cart. And they started getting Muslim cab drivers asking for halal food. So they started cooking chicken and rice on their cart. And that's basically how it started. That's it. It's very humble beginnings. And now the chicken, rice, and salad carts have taken over Philadelphia. Yeah. So that's the that's it's the great thing, right? So the Halal Guys now, we franchised out. After 30 years, they decided to franchise out in the brick and mortars. And now here, specifically in Philadelphia, there's so many Halal carts that took that idea of chicken and rice from New York and brought it here many years ago. And there's a lot of great carts. But we like to tell people that the Halal Guys is the original chicken and rice cart. So you're a brick-and-mortar building. Yeah, we're a brick-and-mortar building. So we have three current locations in Pennsylvania and one coming. The first location is in King of Prussia at uh, 150 DeKalb Pike. The second is just opened a month ago in northeast Philly on Grant Avenue, 2550 Grant Avenue. And then there's another location in Chinatown at 10th and Race. And then a soon-to-be location coming, um, I believe, in 39th and Chestnut at some point this year. Now, the carts, are they connected to you guys? Because I do feel like the carts have sort of changed how we eat. People are like, it's good. It's $5. Yeah, so that's you know that's a challenge for us, uh, being a brick and mortar. They are not connected to us. So we'll talk about halal really isn't copywritten to anybody. That's, you know, you can use that. But the halal guys is the original New York City guys. So we do see, a, you know, some uh, pushback about price points and different flavors. And everybody has their own take on chicken and rice. But ours is a little different. Um, <laughs> And ours includes, you know, the world-famous white sauce, which if anyone goes to Halal Guys knows what that what I'm talking about. <laughs> they have those at the carts too. Would you like white sauce yes. or spicy or both? They do. Ours doesn't taste like the ones in the carts around here. I would just challenge anybody to come, to come try it. It's really good. So what does halal mean? Um, so halal, you know, technically means lawful or permitted. It doesn't really refer to food. In the Muslim world, halal could be lawful or permitted cosmetics, pharmaceuticals. But in the food sense, referring to meat, it's really the way the meat is processed and handled and slaughtered. So it's the Muslim equivalent to kosher? Uh, yeah, pretty much. You know, it's it's blessed by a Muslim. The way that um, and, and generally, it's considered a more humane way of processing food. Um, the animal doesn't suffer. Um, it's raised in a well, um, a normal environment, no antibiotics, hormones. And then, you know, during the process, the animal is completely unconscious and doesn't suffer, you know, during that process. 
I always say the best meat is either halal or kosher. Like if you're going to get meat, make sure it's damp. It's, it's definitely cleaned better too because it's drained completely and there's a lot more care in it. Um, but definitely people realize that. Some people don't know. They just like the taste. Um, but some people know what, what, what it entails. It's taken over the city, which is good, right? It is. The halal food market is – Philadelphia has a lot of Muslims. I, I forgot the statistic, but it's one of the heavily populated Muslim cities. So the halal food market is booming here. And it's a lot of options. And the Halal Guys just wants to be another option for people to know that, you know, they have places to go. And for the Halal Guys, we are really a fast, casual concept. So when you come in, you know, it's it's uh, assembly line style and you can get your food within three minutes. And there's really no, I don't want to say fast food, but no fast, casual halal concept in the world. Um, so we're really trying to be the leader in that. Now, Philly seems to have come a long way because it seems like there are a lot of halal food options, whereas I don't think there was this many options. I don't think there were this many options, say, five, ten years ago. No, there definitely wasn't. And like I said, that chicken and rice really, the halal chicken and rice term really drove that movement because you can ask any Muslim, do you know what chicken and rice is? And they're like, yeah, that's the halal food trucks, right? Um, so that's, it's it's a really weird way that it happened, but that's really what drove the market, I believe, um, is these carts and, and the halal guys. Everybody loves it, not just Muslim. No, everyone loves it. And that's, I don't know if you go, if you go to our store, you'll see we have a, um, a drawing on the wall and it's a stencil basically of a construction worker, a Wall Street guy, a mom, a kid. And if you see the lines in New York and even the lines in our stores, it every demographic comes and eats uh, halal food. So we're talking about halal food now because we are coming up on the Muslim holiday of Ramadan. And when you talk about food holidays, or this is like the biggest food holiday I could think of, or non-food or non- holiday. Food, exactly, <laughs> or non-food holiday. Um, but you but, do have to eat. Yeah, and that's the best part of it. So Ramadan is basically the holiest month of the Muslim calendar. It's the ninth month, and it's when the Prophet Muhammad was revealed the Quran, and it's basically symbolizing that month. Um, so for Muslims, it's a very peaceful month because one, you're hungry, so you're too tired to do anything else. But um, you're, you know, you're basically not allowed to eat, drink water, um, uh, you know, aggressive behavior, intimacy, nothing for 30 days from sunrise to sundown. And what's that called? Um, so sunrise, uh, the pre-meal is called suhoor. So that's when you stuff your face as much as you can before the sun comes up. And then iftar is when you break fast. And that's generally a really happy time because you're doing it with family and we're always encouraged to do it with people. You don't want to break fast by yourself. That's, that's like a beautiful thing. It's great. I mean, you really learn a lot about yourself in the month because you learn self-discipline, self-awareness. You learn how to deal with situations because when you're hungry, you really have to save your energy. So, you know, I work in the restaurants. People are like, oh, you must be so hungry walking in, seeing, smelling the food and doing all this. And really, it's not about I can handle the food smell and seeing the food. It's actually talking to employees and and doing work stuff that drains my energy. So you learn, you know, how to manage that through your whole, you know, the whole 30 days. I think there are in the Jewish calendar maybe like three or a little, three or four fast days. And it is hard. I yeah. can't even do one. <laughs> it, it is hard. I, I know, but growing up, you know, as a teenager, when you start, you usually start late teens, you kind of just get used to it. So like your mindset going into it is, you know, how can I get through this day without exerting too much energy? So I, I love the month because it you know cleanses your body too so you nutritionally you start to learn wow i don't really need to eat all this food to make it through the day you really only need you know certain foods to get through the day so you stop putting in like 
you know, processed foods and all this other stuff in your body and your body really cleanses itself. So it's a great, it's a great month to really, you know, get a fresh start, really. You're doing this for 30 days. 30 days, yeah. So, I, you know, it's kind of like a new year. You know how you have your new year's resolutions? When Ramadan comes around, every Muslim's like, okay, I'm going to, it's like a fresh start. You know, I'm going to get, you know, have a great month and focus on things I want to focus on and eat well and sleep well and it's it's really a peaceful moment, and and uh, and the, and then the end of Ramadan is called Eid, um, so it's a, a celebration. You know, it's I would say it's like the Muslims' main holiday. So kids get gifts from their parents and grandparents, and you know you celebrate at the mosque, and it's you know everybody goes to everyone's houses and eating. So it's really a great month for everyone. So this year Eid is what June fifteenth? Yeah, it should be June fifteenth or sixteenth. I have to check depending on the calendar. So it's all based on the moon sightings. Um, but it, it starts on Tuesday, May 15th, and should end on either the 15th or 16th. Okay. It's not always in the summer, but this is a hard year. No. So it's, you know, it's based on the moon sightings, like I said. So every m- year it's getting, it gets moved up in the uh, regular calendar. So, so Closer to January. Closer to January. So right now is the, really the toughest. So because sundown is like 8 p.m., 7.30, 7.45, and certain parts of the country or the world, don't have sundown till like 9, 10, 11 o'clock sometimes. So I forgot what country it is, but they might go 15, 16 hours. So it is tough. But when it's in the winter, it's 5 p.m., 4 p.m. Those are a little easier days to handle. Well, Muslims are all over the world. So where it's, you know, winter in our part of the world, it's summer somewhere else. Exactly. And you learn, exactly, you learn to manage it. There's different methods of getting through the day. Some people, if they have the luxury, sleep to 9, 10, 11 o'clock. Um, some people will love waking up early. Right, but then you miss you miss the morning. You miss the morning, exactly. Um, but some people wake up early and, and get their meal in at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. But I've learned, for me, sometimes if I miss the early morning meal and I sleep to 10, 11, my stomach actually starts growling even more. <laughs> so I learned to get up in the morning and get my food in. Oh, my gosh. I can only imagine for 30 days going, I'm so hungry. Yeah, exactly. You... You definitely start to see things differently when you're hungry <laughs> for 30 days. It um, does sound very spiritual, though. It is very spiritual. And that's really the the whole thing about it is you spend a lot of time with your family at Breaking Fast, at Iftars, they call it. And you'll see that people are planning Iftars like two months out. Like they have, you know, catering requests. And even Halal Guys, we do catering. Um, and for Ramadan, we get a lot of requests for Iftars because people want a big gathering. It's a, it's a fun time. Yeah. What's more festive than some chicken, rice, and salad? Exactly. You get uh, you get the halal guys, white sauce, chicken, rice, uh, beef, and people love it. It's just, it's a really fun time. So you're looking forward to Ramadan this year? Yeah, I, I always look forward to it. Like I said, it's like a fresh start, you know, because it's like, um, it's a time where you can say, hey, and you set a goal. Can I really do this? Can I not eat till you know, sundown? Can I eat properly? Can I sleep well? Can I take care of things that I need to take care of during the day? Can you? Can you? Can you do it? Can you? And that's, and that's, like you said, it's like a new year. It's like a a very holy and peaceful time. So what are the foods you eat during iftar? The traditional thing is to break fast with the date. So even at Halal Guys, we'll have dates out at 8 p.m. for our Muslim customers that come by just to, you know, if anyone wants to break fast. Um, And then it's, it all depends. I mean, there's, every culture has different ways of breaking fast. Um, you know, if you're in Middle Eastern, Indian, and different cultures have different ways of breaking it. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's no specific food that I know of. In my household, we used to always, you know, rice is a staple. And, and the funny thing is, you know, 8 p.m. are 
whatever time you break fast, you get to that time, you're like, I'm going to eat four plates of food, five plates of food. And maybe the first two or three days you do. But by the time you get to the 30. back half, <laughs> you really only eat one plate of food and you're full. And it's really your stomach, I don't know the medical term, but your stomach shrinks. So you don't really need all the food that you think your eyes need. <laughs> so, you know, you'll, I'll see it all the time. People take like three plates of food and they only end up eating one because your body really adjusted to what you really need to survive. Wow. Yeah. What do you learn when you're in Ramadan? Um, you learn self-discipline for sure. Um, self-recognition. You learn, you know, how to handle emotions because like I said, if you're really angry, you don't have the time and energy to like exude that. You learn, you know, how to be with family. It's a very uh, peaceful time to really reflect on what's important to you. You don't get hangry? You definitely get hangry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At some points you get hangry. Like I said, when I'm at work and I need to do work things and talk to people in conversation. Sometimes I get lightheaded because I'm like talking so much and, you know, exuding energy. So I have to step back and say, all right, is it that important? Can I save this conversation for later? Or, you know, you start to realize things that are important or not important. That's fascinating. So you're like, you know what, this is just wasted energy. It's definitely, you know, I'll come in and I'll see something that's, you know, something on the floor, something that's dirty in the restaurant. I want to get cleaned. And then I just realized, okay, maybe I can say it a different way or maybe I'll come back to it or send an email. <laughs> maybe it's not meant to, to exude energy on that. You save your emotional outbursts for the things that are important. Exactly, yeah. And then, you know, when you get back home with your family, you're just, you realize like, all right, this is it. We eat with family and it's, very, it's a very nice time. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to cry. That's so beautiful. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Thank you, yeah. I, I mean, I, every Muslim will tell you the same thing. It's a, it's a time that they – this is the month that we, we love, you know. It must have been hard as a kid, but now as an adult, you've kind of learned it through yeah. the years. I, well, actually, I played basketball as well in oh. college. So, you know, I would have to go – and there's athletes around the world that, you know, world-renowned athletes, like Olajuwon and Olympic athletes that fasted during, like, real professional seasons. And those – I'm amazed at that because, you know, I played in college you just have to get through a practice but if you're playing an NBA or Olympic sport like those athletes really go through a lot and really have self-discipline that I I, I admire a lot you have to have self-discipline to be an Olympic athlete yeah that in itself you have to but then to not eat (laughs) during training is like on a whole nother level yeah wow so how far do you make it in Ramadan usually um so 30 days is is your goal right but there's things that come up and there's Muslims that that you know and it's not bad but don't make it to 30 days and sometimes if you're traveling so there is restrictions right so if you're traveling you're not required to fast if you're pregnant breastfeeding diabetic you know and any other elderly certain elderly don't fast and and the young children don't fast but if you're able-bodied and can do it they you know we it's encouraged to do all 30 days right yeah so i i I don't i get anywhere between 20 to 30 (laughs) that's really good depending on you know how you know my travel schedule and whatnot well, I don't need to put you on the spot. Yeah. You know, I don't like it when my mom asks me if yeah, I fasted. Exactly. And then my answer to her is always, Mom, that's between me and God. <laughs> yes, that's, that's usually what people will tell you is they don't, you don't need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's between you and God. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, um, it's a great month. And it, it, even at the Halal Guys, we want to celebrate that. So we have catering options. And like I said, we put dates out. And, and also, I, I wanted to mention on Friday and Saturday, the 18th and 19th, we are doing a late night open to 4 a.m. So we're going to stay open and have deals for people that want to come in and eat their pre-meal um, at the Halal Guys. And there's a lot of services 
that do that, you know, I know dentists do that. Sometimes they stay open to 3, 4 a.m. so people can get work done and medical procedures. So there's a lot of Muslim services that accommodate for people that are fasting. So you're just doing it on Friday and Saturday? Yeah, the 18th. All Friday or just this one? So, uh, no, 18th and 19th, only first. And then we're going to see if we have a good turnout and people come in to eat their pre-meal, we'll do it the, the following weekend. But we're doing, you know, some specials for people that come in with a friend or, you know, a spouse and eat. And then we will hopefully continue that tradition, maybe do it every weekend. Nice. So this is not something new you're starting for Ramadan. It's definitely something new. Yeah, we're, we're trying it out and seeing if we can get some people to come in. We have great employees that will stay in extra late. But if not enough people show up, I don't want to keep my employees there and if they don't have to be there. So we definitely want people to come out. So show up. Yeah, show up, please. <laughs> Do you have a website? Uh, yeah, so the halalguys.com can tell you about our whole history. And then the Halal Guys on Facebook, Philly Burbs is our restaurants, and the Halal Guys Philly is the downtown restaurants. What do you say for Ramadan? What, like, do you say Happy Ramadan? So it's Ramadan Kareem is what you say. It basically means Happy Ramadan, yeah. So Ramadan Kareem to you. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you for having me. This is a great uh, outlet to let people know. Yeah, and I, we don't we haven't talked about Ramadan, so I think it's it's really it's a beautiful thing. It yeah, really it is. It is. It, I want people to know. There's a lot of misconceptions, you know, what you read and whatnot. But Ramadan is very peaceful, beautiful moment for for Muslims around the world, and they really everyone takes pride in observing it. Really, Naveen Moyadeen is the owner of the Halal Guys in Pennsylvania. Thank you so much, and Ramadan Kareem. It's Ramadan Kareem. Thank you, Nas. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.